I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life around it. Like? Work life. Work life. And how that and the rest of my life. Work life and the rest of your life. Happen with each other. So the whole podcast forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) Um, Well, there's a thing that's happening with work. And it's because... Because Corona? I mean, everything, isn't it? Isn't everything kind of maybe, probably? Yeah. Because Corona? Do you think you would be doing this thing if you if it wasn't Corona? I don't. Okay. I don't. Because the thing is that we have our, our staffings or meetings or, you know, our group meeting our, mm-hmm. as a whole. Yeah. Every week. And... Since we've been having them on Zoom and Teams and so forth, whichever one might be the guess of what will be more cooperative that day, (laughs) or the trial and error of that one wasn't working. Right. Since we've been on Zoom, the meetings are, especially to the more social people, much more distanced because you don't know when somebody else is going to talk. And if everybody talks at once or with their mics on, all the other noise happens. I'm not telling anybody anything they haven't experienced in the last five, six, right. seven months. So we all have our mics off. And a lot of times we have the video off because then it works to keep us connected. Yes. Less bandwidth usage right. with less video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we we are somewhat uh, more disconnected than ever, especially since we used to all sit in a room and eat our lunch there while we were having this meeting every week. Right. Back in the day. When you could all sit in a room together. (laughs) So many moons ago. A decade ago, back in March. (laughs) Yeah. Because of that, the one of the supervisors has uh, reached out, and and she really likes to do a lot of team stuff anyway. She's done some of that, and it's not that the other ones don't do any team things. But this one does, like, sees us all as a big group, because when she came in, we were all grouped together. Whereas before that, I was in a group with my work wife and our supervisor and a couple other interns, and... The other supervisor, I mean, we were all separated groups and Mm -hmm. we were brought together a couple years ago when they decided to totally mess up our schedule. But anyhow, Mm -hmm. we do have our schedules back to uh, reasonable. Okay. This supervisor came up with the, how about if we all talk a little more? And so I wasn't at the staff meeting when this idea was introduced and I just read about it in an email. So I can, I at least have that for you because often these meetings have all these do this, do this, do this, and then there's no... Nobody wrote it down, and so some of us are doing some of the things, and some of us are doing something else that we thought were the things. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, this is about reconnecting the group a bit. So she came up with this, how would you guys feel about talking about a little about yourself in the group? You know, introductions to, um, like if you were in a training. She has a, a good approach to introducing these things and being really cheery about them. And people are more interested when you're like, hey, let's do this thing and it'll be fun. And then afterwards, you're like, that's going to be fun. Okay. You know, those type of group yeah. interactions. But anyhow, this is one of those getting to know you. Ah, so they're looking to build community and collegiality in your work group, even though you're all distanced. They are. Okay. And I think it's a good idea. I think I understand now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's me. I'm explaining. It takes a while. You started in the middle. Of- I do that. You do. I do. <laughs> So we have a getting to know you. How would you guys feel about doing that? And apparently they said, yes, I wasn't there. And they (laughs) said, thank you. 
you know, the only other guy on the team, um, he volunteered to go first, or maybe he was volunteered. I don't know. Yes. Because I wasn't there. And um, all I saw was the list of questions and the thank you, and here's the thing. And I thought, okay, so apparently this is a thing we're doing. Because again, this meeting is the do all these things, and then pretty much they don't get written down. So the fact that this was written down is like, whoa, what's happening? And my usual approach to these types of things, I will fully admit, are the minimal participation of the introvert who is unwillingly subjected to a group thing. And so I don't usually read them or think about them. But this one started with, in in its introduction list, after your name, which I didn't notice it said that because I start in the middle. Um, Any personal information you feel comfortable sharing, colon, parentheses, not necessary, And then, you know, educational background, licensing, goals, specialty trainings, areas of interest, areas to develop, and what I love most about my job. Oh, my. Yeah. And this this totally sounds like one of those, oh, my God, I would hate this because they're so hokey. Well, they they are. But then we have this group of people who are not talking much to each other. And if if we were standing around at work, we would talk to each other a little. And And you'd learn about each other just by being sociable. Right. Okay. So this is the how to connect when we are distance working. Okay. Yeah. This is the, you know, part A of who knows how many parts. (laughs) So because of the thing that I usually see at the end was at the beginning. I did, I did read that right away. The, any personal information you feel comfortable sharing. And I thought, wait a second now, what would that mean? And for me, I find it obvious to myself and probably other people at, at the other end of this microphone where the speakers are, that the personal thing would be that I'm trans, mm-hmm. right? And would I talk about that? And I thought, well, I, I think I should consider this because this could be a good opportunity to talk about that. And a lot of thoughts go through one's head when you're considering outing yourself in a way that's making sure you're outing yourself. <laughs> you know? Coming out. Yes. Coming out purposefully mm-hmm. and thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I guess I have to consider that means if everybody's at the meeting and when it's your turn and who knows when my turn is. But apparently I can volunteer for the third slot because somebody already volunteered for the next one. Well. Yeah. So I'm, I was thinking about this and I thought, well, I do know that all of the supervisors know about my transition. Mine, because she was there. Yes. Before and after. The next supervisor who's been there the longest because she was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next supervisor, because he was there. Mm-hmm. The uh, supervisor of those supervisors also has been there. Yep. The whole, you know, most of the time I've been there. And so... And so most of these people watched you transition on the job. Right. And then the new supervisor didn't see me transition on the job. But what happened with that is she has been working in our field for a long time. And so I have crossed paths with her many times in our similar jobs. Okay. So she knows me before and after my transition. But what she knows about the after is basically since she rejoined our agency. Right. And I know she didn't get any of the memos in between because I saw her when when she first saw me after my transition. I've seen this with other people, like the guy who's our current director was also in the field and saw me at a, you know, uh, we've just moved, grand opening, open house type thing Mm -hmm. for some other service provider. 
And the look on his face was was very much like hers was when she first saw me of, look at you're looking around the room. There's a person I know. There's a person I know. Oh, there's George. Oh, wait a second. Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit longer look. Okay. You can see the processing on the face. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got it. And then professional and moving out. Mm-hmm. And not, not saying a thing. You know, kind of like our old neighbors, which just surprises me every time because yes, there's so many people in the world who are not good about saying a thing. Right? Right? Yeah. So all of these supervisors are aware of my transition. And of course, there's my work wife who's been there the whole time. Yes. But none of the other people were there before my transition. Mm-hmm. And there are several of them who are, some are, are a direct part of our team and then our support people. Yes. So to me, that brings to mind, okay, which people am I outing myself to? Because I also think if I took a survey of trans people, most of them would say they do often think about who knows and who doesn't. Okay. And half of that is your safety math. Yes. Which we've talked about many times. How many people around me know and is that safe? Right. And sometimes it's calculus, sometimes it's simple addition. Mm -hmm. And so I had to ask myself, so what is the rest of it? And when I ask myself, what is the rest of it? I can only figure it's dysphoria by deduction of what else happens for me. Thoughts about how, how I look, how do I fit in? How do I sound? Am I behaving in a culturally normal way that is actually... I hope the side of normal that is a better example for my gender. (laughs) Positive masculinity. Yes. Non-toxic masculinity. Exactly. So that sense of whether or not you're performing your gender correctly. Mm -hmm. And then all the thoughts that come with that are how I got there of how late I transitioned in life and how much time I spent dealing with myself as a hidden figure. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so how much time I spent not in the culture of my gender and how much I don't feel like I know and how much of that I feel is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the not knowing, but the, the actuality of what people are choosing to do. Their choices are bad. And it leads me down a bunch of rabbit trails of why it took me so long to, tra- you know, mm-hmm. to transition and what I thought about the culture of men and why how that discouraged me. Yes. So there's, you know, this question, if I do this getting to know you, which I will. Yes. I'm saying if, that's wrong. When? Well, that if is a thing because like you and your introvert self may, you know, decide to wait and not go first or second or fourth. And if, you know, your agency, like many agencies, decides to phase out the new initiative before it's completely implemented, you might be able to avoid it. But that, that is often my technique for trainings that yes. they implement, is I will wait until they make me. Yes. And by then they've shortened the training because everybody's so tired of it. Yep. At least if they haven't gotten rid of it. But with this, I think I should uh, volunteer like Monday morning. I should send an email saying, I'll go after so-and-so. Right. So that I can be the third person. Mm-hmm. If because... somebody hasn't already because I had a day off. Right. This would be good. So I think that that would be important to make sure I get in line so I have that chance. And with this supervisor who's introducing the, hey, let's do this, get to know you, she doesn't drop the ball. She follows through on everything. Okay. So it's unlikely unless we are interrupted by some other nonsense, which is a possibility because we work for the government. Well, yeah. There's always nonsense and it will interrupt anything productive Mm -hmm. or perceived as productive. (laughs) 
because that may be a threat. Yes. So as long as we're not looking productive, maybe it'll stand. But anyhow. So you're considering how, and now that you've decided the if, you're considering the how. Yeah. So so I mentioned this to you when I when I saw it uh, yesterday or something. I thought, oh, I have to talk to Jess about this because it could be a topic for us to talk about. But that wasn't my first thought. My first thought was, what would I say? Like, where would I start in our conversation? You you always start in the middle, and so you always have to have somebody else who's better at logical orders rearrange your your things. I'm shaking my head. Yes. It's true. Which is which is why when we had, who was it? I think it was Transition Transmission. When we had our interview with them, they said it sounded like, I always ask the questions and lead you down the right, you know, lead you into the talkings. And it's funny because like you do all the talkings when we're making notes, but then I, I remind you which order they all go in when we're actually recording. Yes, because I know I will change the order every time. Yes. On everything, mm-hmm. which is why it's often hard to get the tasks of my job done that are paperwork or similarly related is I never do them the same way or the same time or the same sequence. And apparently I have no interest in that, so... Well, I have sometimes had methods. I mean, yeah, but yeah, this, this, this is where we say, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, I start in the middle of the notebook because we have talked many times about, I will just open a blank notebook in the middle and start writing there. When you and I first started this podcast seven years ago, my God, seven years ago, over seven, I started making notes in a notebook, you know, and I'm, we're about three quarters of the way through the notebook now after seven years. And we can look back to the very first page and see all the notes that I made. And then there's a random page in the middle where you made your first episode notes. There's, there's an order to your notes and you actually have all the, all the notes. I do still have all the notes, like a real book in order. That's amazing. (laughs) Isn't it? Mm-hmm. But then there's this one random page in the middle where you... Well, and you were rather shocked and appalled. And, and I was like, why Why did you just write that in the middle? Like, what? what is what is that about? Well, I, I saw that you wrote on the pages in the front, and I didn't want to get in the way of what you were writing. So I just flipped it to the middle and wrote there, <laughs> which I thought would be less of a bother. And I was very wrong. Because <laughs> I took it out of order. Oh. And now it did not have a place... And I think I asked you, did you want me to tear it out and tape it into the right place? (laughs) And I ended up saying no, because then it would be even worse. Because it would have been. (laughs) Which I don't understand. At least it would have been in order. But it wouldn't have. It would still be in the wrong order after, like, the, the other stuff that I wrote on the other pages, and then you taped it in. Like, there was still blank space on that. So, like, would you have cut around your paragraph and just taped it in that one spot? Well, actually, <laughs> not too long ago, I probably showed this to you. Oh, you did? Yes. I was writing some kind of notes down. I can't remember for what. Uh, as a calendar of something. You were trying to oh, organize oh, appointments. It was a baseball calendar. Very important. Okay. I was trying to decide <laughs> which part of spring training to go to at my sister's house. Back and when that was still supposed to be a thing. <laughs> It was a thing once upon a time. So. Uh, so I started writing in a notebook. Yes, it probably was in the middle, but it was mine. So you're okay with that. I can do whatever I want with my own yes. notebook. 
And I took a page and I started writing down the, it goes about a month and a half, not quite, the spring training. The it is the spring training. And uh, so I started writing down the calendar and I was writing down some weeks that I thought would be the best weeks. And then I decided I needed to know what the other weeks were in case we needed option B or C. And so by the time I wrote them all down in the wrong order, I had to cut them out and tape them in the right order so I could keep track of what it was that I was doing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I was not bothered by this at all. Of course you weren't. No. <laughs> I just thought, oh, well, I don't want to write it again. I'm just going to cut it out. I have scissors. I have tape. There you go. <laughs> if our number three child hasn't used it all in, I don't know, building a house. Papering their wall with printed out manga hey, pages. their homemade wallpaper looks great. It does. Yeah. It looks really great. I they was like, wow. Because when they said, I'm going to tape up all these pictures, I thought, oh, boy, the tape. That kid in the tape. Actually, they asked me to get sticky tack, like, wall adhesive mounting putty. Well, anyhow, okay. that's a rabbit trail for us. So, Surprise! <laughs> Back to the Save middle. nobody the middle of the notebook. Mm-hmm. Because it's a thing for us. It's a long-standing joke. It is. Seven years long. And, and we have these endearing qualities that we you know notice in each other, or we hope they are. As, as I said earlier, when we were making notes, I said something along the lines of, you know, I, I find it simultaneously maddening and endearing, but I'm sure that I have qualities that you have similar sentiments about. Yes. And part of what's endearing is the, to, to me, about qualities like that that occur is that at least they're expected. Predictability yeah. is endearing. Yes, it is. So. So where were we? Uh, the middle. In the middle. <laughs> at what point? Um, of the middle. You had decided. I can find a middle of the middle. <laughs> if you like. Because you are one of these start in the middle kind of people, and you knew that that wouldn't work for a coming out event or yes. a coming out uh, discussion, you started. Well, I'm also bouncing thoughts off of me as one of these people who helps you organize things. Right. I'm also a thinker, and I will think it to death. So I need to, your help to make me stop thinking and actually organize what it is I'm doing. Which is why I used to write things down, mm-hmm. you know, in a journal or whatever, is to try to figure out what, what I was doing. Yes. And with something like this, I want to be, you know, concise, but I think I also have an opportunity to expand a little bit if I want to. Mm-hmm. But what would I want to say was my question to myself and to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Because the first thing I think of is what's important to me about my transition Mm -hmm. and the reason I would come out to them. Mm -hmm. I would come out to them to make a point of knowing that everyone there knew that I was trans because I work closely with all these people and that's a big deal. And I think it's something important in people, cisgender people's experiences in the world Mm -hmm. to have that realization. Mm -hmm. Not that the people I work with don't have that with anybody, but most of their work like that is professional. Right. And I think that some of the folks know, and maybe some don't, I I can't guarantee anybody doesn't know. Right. But even if everybody knows because everybody talks, it's good to open up that sense that I know that you know, Mm -hmm. and you know that I know you know. 
because then it can be a conversation if, you know, somebody wants to ask respectful questions or if somebody needs to talk out some concern about client or... Or if I want to be more... Have able to have more conversations because I often get stuck at work in a place where I can't talk to the women because they're doing the thing of there's a guy over here bothering me, mm-hmm. which makes me know that some of them don't know. My introverted self will just be like, okay, then I don't have to talk. So right. that's good. You've talked before about wanting to be more visibly queer, like for the Harvey Milk reasons, for the cultural normativity adding your presence to what is perceived Mm -hmm. as the normal work culture. Yes, that is definitely part of it. And doing that is not easy because you don't always have a getting to know you opportunity. Right. Right. And if I have, if I have, it's been in a bigger training where you've got people from other places or you've gone someplace and the safety math says, eh, maybe not. Right. So you don't. Mm -hmm. But the safety math is good. Yes. And I can trust these people for the most part. Mm -hmm. There's no guarantees. But I can trust these people for the most part to not out me, you know, just run around and say, oh, now I know the trans guy, you know, because that brings up the risk in the in the safety math. Not only that, but in, in your profession and in your field, I think everybody you work with would know that something like that is just unprofessional. They would... But some people are not professional. Oh. You remember, oh, yeah. You remember this now? Okay. Thank you. Thank Sorry. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's that. And then there's where do you jump in with, with that information? Mm-hmm. I think it's great that this, you know, getting to know you activity has given you an opportunity to jump in with that information. Right. Yeah, I do too. I, I mean, I, I like, that's the thought I had right away. So, so then there, back to the question of what do I say? Because the thing that's important to me is not the jumping off place. It's the middle of the notebook. Right. And so I said, as you were asking me about this, I said, well, you know, what are other things that people say when they are introducing themselves and referencing other topics? Like, I'm married and I have four kids and I've seven years transitioned. And what are the angles of approach that other introductory, self-introductory topics would would use? Mm-hmm. And how would that apply? How would we find a similar angle of approach to coming out about your trans status? Right. Because exactly what you just said would be something very simple to say in a bigger group. Mm-hmm. But I think I can and should say more Yes, in a group of people that I work with very closely, not for that much longer. I mean, you know, a couple of years, Mm -hmm. but... um, You are approaching retirement. Yay. (laughs) So it's sort of like, it's a better time than ending up doing it at the end or something like that, which I I started to wonder if that was going to happen. Yeah. Since I'm an introvert and I'm not like chatty, I'm not coming across a lot of opportunities to say, yeah, I'm trans, you know? Yeah. It makes me think of... One of the other questions is something along the lines of like your education and your licensure. And I think that would be a good way to end it, to roll out of that discussion and say, and with my degrees, I did my master's thesis on this oh, that's true. when I attended yeah, because, this university. Because I did do a master's paper on gender identity disorder, as it was called in that day. Mm-hmm. 
which is, of course, I'm sure that all those professors knew what would come next because that's what people do. You you write your psych master's thesis on yourself. your issue. <laughs> yes. yes, you do. Because your whole degree is about your issue. So we'll keep workshopping that. I mean, it sounds like if you have these meetings once a week that you have a week or two to think about how to phrase this or how to start it, you know, what what your angle of approach will be. Yes, I do. And, and you could probably look up some other people's coming out experiences or videos, or I'm sure there are presentations of how people have done this. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. We can look up examples. Yeah. That's that's my usual approach when I don't know how to do something is I just go look up examples. Right. Well, and also I will probably tend to think of it like when I'm laying down mm-hmm. at night and then, and you, you're usually awake enough that I can talk to you and say, hey, I was thinking this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's likely I have two weeks, you know, I don't know if the other guy has gone or not. If he has, then I have two weeks. And if I, he hasn't, then I have three. Right. Which would be better if it wasn't longer than that, because I think too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the dude with multiple psych degrees thinks too much. Maybe. Let me think about it. I love you. Thank you. Because I'm a thinker, I'm aware that there is a possibility that the person who volunteered to go next won't be there that week for something, and then the next person could go. You know what I mean? Yes. I I think of all the facets of the situations, Mm -hmm. um, which is probably why people think I'm a good match for the number two child. Yeah, because it means that you can think ahead and ideally head off a lot of problems before they can get started. I try. You try. Yes. You try very hard. And I think... It feels like it. <laughs> I think it's good. So... All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to have to be it for now because we have talked a lot and because it is getting very hot. We need to turn on the cooler we need again. We have some airflow going on. Yep. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Is it point five? It was at point five. Yeah, except it said point four nine nine nine, but it was point five. Okay, because so I was like, why? Why would it be doing that? Because it was at point five, but it couldn't go directly to point five, so it went to point four nine nine nine. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. But I think it's set now. Are we good? Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Speciality trainings. Uh, sp- specialty trainings. Let me say. Let me start over. I couldn't <laughs> see good, and, and so and so you're talking like your aunt. It, it said speciality because it, when I'm reading something British, it will say speciality. Okay. Yeah. So specialty trainings. Do you need a washcloth? Because I was laughing so hard.
Well, it looks like your eyes are unhappy. Like well, they to... are because I rubbed them while I was laughing so oh, hard. Okay. Yeah, they'll be okay now. Okay. And stop touching them. Okay. Um. Okay. So where were we? Do you need tissue? Sure. Why not? Is that spicy tissue? No. Okay. I don't think so. I think it is lotion, but it's not spicy. Oh, sorry. I just blew my nose at that, and I know you didn't like that. Uh, it looks like it didn't make a problem, or too much of a problem anyway. Don't blow your nose at the microphone. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So. So where were we?